and strategize together. Let's hear it from an expert. Join the conversation, it's informative and free. You and me, let's talk some strategy. Here's your host, Doreen Morin Van Dam. Hello, everybody. I am back with another episode of Strategy Talks. My name is Doreen Morin Van Dam, and today I'm very excited. We're going to talk about voice tips for live streamers. So if you're doing any kinds of video, or if even if you're doing a podcast, and you've never really thought about what your voice does, or maybe you're so worried that has stopped you from live streaming or podcasting. Today, this is the episode for you. But before I introduce you to today's guest, I want to do a quick shout out to all of you who are watching here live. If you're watching or listening on the replay, um, if you're watching, put hashtag replay in the comments with any questions you have for myself or my guest today. And if you're listening to Strategy Talks as a podcast, want to welcome you very much. So I do a quick shout out to our sponsor, Social Insider. They are the intuitive dashboard for social media analytics, reporting and competitors analysis for brands and agencies. If you need data, you need Social Insider. So without much further ado, I'm going to welcome to the stage Rose Kayazo. Uh, <laughs> I did it. Uh, also known as Jackson Hole Rose. And we are going to talk about voice tips for live streamers. But before I let her say even one word, let me introduce you to her. As a leader in online marketing for over 25 years, Rose has worked with hundreds of businesses, helping them get followers on all the platforms she saw when the wave was coming 25 years ago and when it looked like a fad, she was already working online in the digital space. She loves live streaming because it's our future. It's important to show the public who you really are in a world where artificial intelligence can put doubt in people's minds if you are a real person or not. So Rose, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited. You and I met at Social Media Marketing World a couple of years ago, I think. Maybe before, did we meet before the pandemic? Yes. And then we stayed in contact and seeing all the wonderful things you're doing. And can you, can we just start with what's up with the name? Why are you called Jackson Hole Rose? Let's talk about it. Sure. Well, when I started my businesses way back in 2008, I decided that I was doing two very separate things. One was teaching the secrets of social media to small businesses all around the globe. And then the other was a professional voice talent and on-camera talent from time to time and doing MC work. I also had a syndicated radio show for a short time, which would explain why I had my name trademarked as Jackson Hole Rose, because the name of my show was Yellowstone Country with Jackson Hole Rose. And now that I've retired that show to move more into and deeper into live streaming, I'm still keeping the name. I love it. I absolutely love it. I mean, I know where you live. <laughs> so that's great. So let's start about kind of with the obvious question that we're going to talk about, right? Voice tips for live streamers. Live streaming is video. Why is voice 
so important. And follow up to that, you can tell me either way. Do you think voice and audio is more important than video? So that was a very loaded question, but let me uh, break that down yes. a little bit in a shimmy step. Yes. So as a voiceover talent, you focus mostly on the voice and no one's seeing you. So you could talk like this and make all these weird faces and no one's going to see you, right? Or you can also pause it and you can uh, refresh yourself on what the script is. You can actually read a script if you do a good job of reading a script as opposed to knowing the story and explaining it. So being a voice talent, you're also very close to a microphone and the microphone picks up a lot of different sounds in addition to your voice. One of those things being, let's say, a mic pop. Are you familiar with that? Yes, I am. Okay, and people in the business would know that mic pops is when you are speaking too much and there's too much into the mic. And so it's making this plosive sound. So I won't get too technical into all the words that are used in the voiceover world, but you're very much still smiling because when you talk and you smile, you can hear it in the recording. But also when you're on a live stream, the smiling is very important, right? So you also don't have to take out extra <gasps> breaths. So you have to be very conscious about your breaths in both pieces, whether you're recording via just voice or you're on live streaming, it just occurs in a different way. Now, when I said that the, the uh, recording picks up a lot of different noise from your mouth, cameras also pick up a lot of movement. Mm -hmm. So if you're going like this with your head a lot as you're talking, right? Or you're going like this with your, like a repetitive motion, it's going to be very, very distracting to your audience. So if you're doing this when you're on, uh, you know, you're recording, and no one's seeing you, there's no problem unless it's making a noise, right? So there are certain things that transfer over from voice to live stream, but there are a lot of different things as well. All right. Now I'm listening to you speak and I'm fascinated because I was trying to figure out if you were saying, uh, duh, which you're not. When I create, yes, right. She, for those of you listening, she's like, yeah, that's exactly, that's why she's trained and that's why we're talking about this. When I repurpose these live streams into um, podcasts, one of the tricks I have to do is take all the uh and ums out. I have this program, Artificial Intelligence, that takes them out. And sometimes there are like 75 of them and I think they're all mine. I don't think they're my guests. So... I'm listening to you, but I'm really watching you as you speak. And Ooh, you, I love being watched. No. Right. And you <laughs> stop and go, but I, it's almost like your thoughts are like a second ahead. You're thinking about what you're going to say. I love this. I'm like voice tips for live streamers. Like, I think this is like going to be so great. I can't wait to hear, to learn more because if you have a podcast, you need to make sure your voice is right. If you're monotone, people are just going to tune you out. If you're too over the top, maybe people don't like it either. But in live streaming, people might decide in three to five seconds if they're done and if they're going to stay or not. So what are some ways 
to soothe or to keep people there or to keep them interested? What sh you have a list of do's and don'ts for our voices as we do. Let's talk about live streaming. Sure. A uh, list of do or don'ts. Which do you want first? <laughs> Let's start with the do's. Let's okay. start with the do's. Because I think there's going to be a lot of people watching this that are afraid. A lot of people are worried. They have this you know, fear of, of that they're not good enough or nobody's going to want to listen to them. But if there's some do's that they were like, I can do that, that might be helpful. Yes. And I agree. And these things that you mentioned, including imposter syndrome, exist within the new program that I'm going to be starting called the Live Streaming Secret Circle. And I'm doing a special with women in streaming media, which I'll talk about later. But all of these things and more are discussed in depth in a program so that way you can really get to the nitty gritty of why these things are really moving and shaking in your mind and where you can get the mind shifts to be. So one of those things would be to really insert that mind shift for yourself and to really think about what it means to be on camera for you. You're probably not an influencer, right? Because influencers do things a lot differently. So you don't need to compare yourself to someone who is constantly on camera, you know, constantly like maybe they're in the, you know, um, fashion business and, you know, they're doing these fa fabulous, you know, types of things. Whoops, I just knocked my, my flower over. I got to get my rose back. Hold on. This is my branding right here. So, um, so basically, one of the things to remember is you are yourself and people are going to like you for who you are. Mm. I can talk to myself in the mirror and I can absolutely hate this little line that keeps going like this every time I talk and make it a thing. And then where am I with being able to move past and move through that this is me? This is how I speak. Sometimes I watch myself on camera to see how I am talking to people. And is it natural? Is it, uh, you know, is, does it feel natural to me? One of the other things I would say is a do is get connected to your message first before you live stream. Mm. And I think a lot of people don't like they'll get on the live stream and then they just keep talking and talking and talking. And then they're not really connected to their message about what they want to speak on. Because when you don't have a script in front of you, you're unscripted. <laughs> so it depends on what you're speaking about and how much you know about it. One little tactic that I do with the people that I teach, because I also was a public speaking teacher at the college level for a while. And one of the things that people said to me was, I would give them a little quiz when they entered the room. How much do you like public speaking? Now, no one ever picked number five as like, it's my favorite thing to do, right? But public speaking is still different than live streaming, but I'm just making the example here, right? Because most Absolutely, people are familiar, yeah. right? With what public speaking is. And most people, and then the last one, right? Like the number one was, I would rather die than get up on a platform and speak to anybody, right? And this actually does exist in our world. So there's, you know, if we were looking from one to five, what's in the middle? Okay, maybe I'm somewhere in the middle. So those mindset shifts are going to be an important part of who you are and connecting to your message. Because if you know what you're talking about, 
you can feel good about being on camera and explaining to others what it is. I also mention to people that have not live streamed before that they can keep it short. It's okay to just do a minute video, right? So with some of the people in the public speaking class to get them started, first thing I would do was I would take them outside, right? Ooh. Like, oh, we're going outside. Like we're not in the classroom. Oh, right. So kind of like for us, oh, we're not at our desk. Oh, I'm going outside. Oh, okay, right? There's this new element in the background. It's not my desk. It's me with a mountain behind me or whatever it is. And I'd bring a big fishbowl with me and I'd say, okay, so everyone is going to do speak for a minute on a topic that you're going to pick out of this jar. Okay. And so it would be a very basic thing. Like they'd open it up and, and they would smile. They would always smile and be like, okay. Right. And they would speak for a minute on a pencil. Right. Like, well, a pencil looks like this. It's about this long. It's about this wide. And as you start to do your live streams, you'll start to know in your mind what 30 seconds feels like, what one minute feels like, what two minutes or three minutes feels like. Now, you always have to make sure that you're looking at the green dot. So the green dot is your friend. And as I say, it really leads to a calming effect because you don't have to worry about anything around you but you do have to be grateful for your audience that is watching you, even though you don't see them, right? right. So I'd say those were a few of the do tricks okay. and water. And water. water, I love that. Have some water um, as I queue up that next question. So what are some things that we should avoid when we're talking about voice and live streaming? Should we try to change our voice? Should we like mess afterwards with sound effects? What are, what are some things that we should not do? Well, live streaming in particular is something that you turn the camera on boop, and then you say your message and then you turn your, your camera off. So you're not recording something 30 times, right? Which I know a lot of people do this because I have clients myself that I say, okay, I'm going to have you do a video of this. And they're like, okay, great. And then they're like, okay, this is like my 30th take. <laughs> I think this is good enough, right? So the purpose of live streaming and to get comfortable with it is so that you don't have to keep going back. And basically the perfectionistic piece in you is saying, that's not good enough. I need to do it again. All right, well, I'll just take time and do it again. Oh, no, I messed up. Got to do it again. Nope. Oh, got to do it again, right? So with live streaming, no stitching is allowed and there's no stopping and re-recording. It's boom, go, and then say your message, and then boom, stop, right? So that's the joy and the fear of live streaming. A lot of big brands are actually waiting on live streaming because they are, are not very comfortable just yet having unscripted material out there, but what I see as the future is that is what will win, is the unscripted material and the trust that people have in you to allow for, you know, the bigger brand. 
But there, there is there is a question here. Let me just dive into that okay. right now because I see this all the time. Um, even oh. just a th simple thing as an Instagram takeover. Uh, maybe there's an intern or maybe there's an influencer. I'm working with a corporation and we're like, oh, let's do an Instagram takeover day or, you know, an Instagram live with an influencer. And they're like pulling on the brakes going, no, we can't do that. So there's a real concern there. So how do you get past that? I mean, I'm thinking education and setting boundaries on what can be said and the topic and all of that. But you still can have somebody go off script. How, I mean, let's talk about that. So you, you said trust. How do you trust somebody, especially if they're not part of your brand? Say it's an outside influencer or an intern or, or do you say we'll start with the CEO? Like, how do you deal with that? Ooh, that's a tough one, when, especially when you say, we'll just start with the CEO. <laughs> um, the reason why I say that is because sometimes what happens is the wrong people are on camera hmm. and they haven't been trained and they say the message and it doesn't come out as powerful enough. So I work with people to record their audiobooks, to do their, uh, you know, I worked with some people that had a, like a biography they were doing about their family. And they knew when they read, it just felt dead, mm. right? And sometimes when people are placed in that role of saying, well, you're just going to record this and you're going to be on video, it's like, <gasps> you know, it's instantly the throat locks up, gets dry. I need water. Oh, my gosh, I have to go to the bathroom. Like, Because your body has a real response to that. It's not just anxiety to your head and your brain, like, oh, my gosh, I have to do this. It's more of a your whole body reacts. I spoke with someone the other day who's, who I was telling her what I was doing about live streaming. She said, oh, my gosh. She said, that's great you're doing that. She said, but I can tell you a story of how my brother didn't tell me that I was speaking at his wedding, right? And she was listed on the, the, you know, the little paper. And she said, what's this? I'm speaking? And he was like, yeah, I, you know, I didn't think that you would just get up and talk. Well, she said by the time 45 minutes later she got up there, she was sweating she, her throat was closing and she was basically crying at a wedding, right? She was just so embarrassed and not able to have enough time to prepare. So I think preparing yourself in the sense of being on camera and doing the right things and avoiding the wrong things to do are helpful. So that way you feel good about what you're doing. Is there such a thing as over-preparing for a live stream? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. What does that look like? Mm. Some people will still get a script and they will read it. So their eyes will look like this, right? <sighs> and they think that their, um, their eyes look straight ahead, but they're not. Mm. So whenever you're not looking at the green dot, you're losing your audience. I don't know if you ever remembered that. I might be dating myself, but... There's a Brady Bunch episode. I think everyone knows who Brady Bunch is. Maybe mm -hmm. not. Mm -hmm. But uh, little Cindy, she was asked to go on television with her, her like second grade class. And she was really smart. She knew all the answers. She practiced, 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 practiced. And then she got in front of the TV camera and she was like, she couldn't speak. And so she had a different reaction of deer in headlights when she was in front of the camera because she just wasn't used to the light. And these types of things that happen in typical broadcasting. Now, we have it easier on live streams because right now I'm using my, ca my camera, right? Mm -hmm. My phone, yeah. my yeah. iPhone to do this particular thing. So 
one of the sessions too that I speak on in my group program is if video killed the radio star, like live streaming is for everyone. But also we have to remember we're not influencers. We're not actors. We are real people just trying to get our point across or explain or invite or educate, right? I, I love that. This I think is the essence of what I wanted to get to. We're real people just amplifying our, fo our voice online to those people that need to hear it. We, we have a business, we have a solution for your problem and we're gonna use live streaming to get be to be seen by new people in order so that we can work with them or provide for them or sell them a product or eventually you know take them into the fold as a client because we have a solution to their problem so pretending to be something that we're not is really not what we should be doing that's correct however sometimes people don't realize that they're doing it so for us to look out in to what someone else is doing it's simple to say, oh boy, okay, well, you know, like you mentioned earlier, some people are a little overly. So they're, ah, yeah, yeah, and they're moving all around. You're like, what's going on? Okay, they're exciting. I like what they're saying, but maybe they're talking too fast and they're talking so, so fast that you can't really understand what they're saying. And so then you're like, oh my gosh, I gotta re rewind, rewinder. I need to slow it down. So there's a lot of different factors. You also mentioned monotone, right? Right. That I've had people come to me saying, well, I'm doing the live streams, but it's not working. It's like, great. I love that you're doing the live stream already. If you've already gotten past the whole, I'm going to hit the go button, I'm going to say my message and hit the stop button, then bravo to you, honestly. Because that is the biggest fear is like, should I do it now? When should I do it? What am I going to talk about? Right? These types of things, which all fit into a social media strategy. Live streaming is a part of being social, but it's also for other things, right? We live stream concerts. We live stream events that we watch on a, a live stream channel, depending mm -hmm. upon if it's on our television or our phones or our desktops. Right. So it just depends on the live streaming type and what where you are. Like if you're a professional broadcaster, yes, there's lots of things that you need to know but you're not a professional broadcaster. You just want to look professional on camera. Mm. So having someone else and working in a group can be helpful to kind of learn the things or one-on-one -on -one that might not work for your presence. We sometimes call them masks, right? And you see this a lot in the corporate world. People talk in a certain way and this is the way they talk because I'm corporate and this is me. But if you were having a drink with me, right, I'd be like, oh, hey, how are you doing? Da, da, da. But when I'm corporate, I speak like this. And then when I get on camera, I speak like this, which is not a bad thing. However, these masks can be seen by others, which I'm sure you've seen. Mm -hmm. So it's either the overly, the underly, meaning they're not giving enough of themselves. Right. Mm -hmm. All right. So my next question is about how to if you're doing 
a long live stream. Say you're part of a day long event. Oh, day long. Right. Mm -hmm. You're the MC or you're introducing people, or maybe it's a five day online event and you're talking. I mean, I, I, I don't know about you, but the first time I went to social media marketing world within three days, I couldn't talk anymore because I talked to people all day. So let's talk about that for a minute. Is there, are there things you should and should not do, um, as a voice coach, uh, that we should or should not do with our voices if we're preparing to live stream, if we're like, we got a big day coming up. A big or, day. Yeah. Or, or at the end of a big day, how to salvage the voice for the next day. Are there, do you have any tips for us for that? Yes. I have several. Okay. One of the things with regards to having a very long time of speaking is a very basic concept that I'm not sure most people are attached to. And you can, Google this anywhere on the web and find out these exercises how to do. Instead of speaking from your throat and in this area, you're actually speaking from your diaphragm. So I'm also a singer. So I was trained in singing different types of things like opera, where the, the, the air that's coming through to make your voice come out is actually coming from your diaphragm which is down here, right? So if you Google those types of exercises and say, am I speaking through my nose right now? Or am I speaking through my throat? Sometimes it'll sound like this and people talk through this and the air does not support it enough for an entire day, mm. right? So if you have that breathless kind of sound like this, right? It's because you're not getting enough breath to your diaphragm which in cases of being nervous, which most people are beyond camera, you're not breathing from the right area and bringing it up and out into out of your mouth, right? So that's one of, one of the points that I'll mention. Another very secret tip that I like to share because it feels like my tip. When I found it out, I went, oh my gosh, this works. Now, it may not work for everyone because everyone has a different way of doing things. However, there is some uh, interesting scientific stuff behind a green apple. So it has a different type of acid inside of it that actually will allow your inside of your mouth to not stick to your teeth. Because this is usually what makes the sound on the audio or what makes a sticky sound when you're speaking. So if you eat a green apple and you don't even have to eat the skin, you just need to eat the, the inside of the green apple, there's a special acid in there that actually allows your mouth to be lubricated enough for a, a lot of the day. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> I used to eat one green apple a day. That was way before my social media time, but I love green oh. apples. That is crazy. All right. I love that. I love that. That's a great secret tip. Um, before we wrap it up, uh, I just had another question about um, the volume. So you said you were a public coach or public speaker coach as well. Um, is there, how about, can you say anything about volume? Do, do you command people to listen when you slow down your voice. I mean, I have children. I used to try that trick. Um, the softer I spoke, the more they would listen because they're like, what is she saying? Do you, can you use that in public speaking? Can you use that for live streaming or is that just not going to work because of the audio and the online piece? 
Yes, it will work if you have the right equipment. You don't okay. want to have the camera so far away that this cannot be heard, right? Or it's not even just the voice on camera. So if I say something, you see how I went something, but then I pause. Don't be afraid of pausing, looking at the camera and saying, but I know what you want to do. And I have that link for you right here, right? So you're, you're lowering your volume, but you're not actually really making it very quiet. There's different ways around this with live streaming because you need to be heard, but it's, it's more with like the head tilt or the hand motion or whatever it is you're doing inside of your live stream that makes people want to lean in and listen to what you're saying. But yes, I call it like a voice extravaganza. Go with all the things, right? Like I'm talking loud now, but then maybe I'll talk softer, right? This type of thing or I'll lean into the camera and you'll see me a little bit closer. These types of things, they all matter in a live stream. All right, awesome. So let's get then, let's get everybody connected with you. For those who are watching, who listen to You Speak, Rose, uh, you have a new program, you have a Facebook group. Tell us all the things. How can we connect? What is the best place? How can we, they find you? How can they connect with you and get into that program if they want to learn more? Yes. So the easiest way is just to search Jackson Hole Rose, H-O-L-E. So I live in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. So if you search Jackson Hole Rose, that is what everything and anything social media is under. However, I do have a group that is um, called Social Media and Live Streaming Secrets with Jackson Hole Rose. And that you can find by going to facebook.com forward slash groups and then the words social media and live streaming secrets. Okay. Then I am doing a first pass of this particular program. It's like a light. So it's a five week intensive free workshop series that I'm doing with partnering with Women in Streaming Media, which is a global organization. So sorry guys, but it's just for women because as a woman and being on camera, things are a lot different. And we mm. talk about a lot different things than we would with a group with males and females. So for women only, you can go to womeninstreamingmedia.org and you can sign up there to be a free member. And from there, you'll get the emails that will lead you into the group where I'm going to be starting those workshops on September 22. Okay. Or just get in touch with me and I can tell you how to do that. So that's again, just search Jackson Hole Rose and you'll find me. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. And where are you most active on social media? I know you said you're everywhere as Jackson Hole Rose, but where are you most active? Somebody says, I really want to talk to her or DM her. Where do they go? Yes. Where uh, I do all of my live streams on Facebook for now. Okay. Facebook. Okay. Perfect. So connect with uh, Rose on Facebook and Rose, thank you so much for being here. This was super interesting. I learned some new things and I'm very excited to try them out. I'm going to be on a couple of stages and I'm just excited to, to use my voice and my body language, but my voice in a new and different way and practice that of course in front of the mirror uh before i do it but i think that's gonna help really drive the point home and so for those who are thinking about getting into live streaming you know replay this rewatch this connect with rose and learn all these wonderful tips and it's all about practice mastery comes with practice guys so you've got to be willing to go practice and put it 
you know, take these tips that Rose gave. And if you're going to go into a program like that and then go and do the live streaming, because that's how you get better. Um, Rose, thank you so much for being with me today. I will see you all next week for another episode of Strategy Talks. Uh, bye, everybody.